0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. What will it take to clear the colored lens through which far too many still view the world? First headline, stock market crashes, experts don't understand why. No surprise there. From USA Today, this, as panicked investors scrambled to grab what money they had left, the Dow Jones Industrial Average spun into a dizzying freefall. And this from CNN, Dow tumbles as America's prices keep rising. And for the record, those rising prices are just getting started. Wait and see. Here's the bottom line. The entire paradigm of the printed money, house of cards, economic everything is in its death throes. As the planet's life support systems collapse, so does everything else. The party's over and it's not coming back. On that note of good cheer, let's take a deeper dive into the depths of total collapse. Last week from SciTechDaily.com, this. A biodiversity crisis. Food webs worldwide are collapsing. From the report, animal losses may They say diminish this complexity, i.e. biodiversity, thereby reducing the resilience of an ecosystem. They say land, mammal, food webs have degraded much more than would have been expected. First, let's back up. When you lose biodiversity, there is no could, may, might. Ecosystems begin to collapse. In regard to the it's worse than we thought, how many times on how many fronts of the wider horizon have we heard this from the so-called experts when GeoengineeringWatch.org has been stating this on the record for a decade and a half prior to these admissions from the so-called science community? Let's keep going. There's more, lots more, from MSM.com. The entire food chain has started collapsing. Scientists warn. Parallel headline there. Next, consumer demand collapses as global economy implodes. From that report, as consumer demand is plummeting, forced shutdowns of factories are also occurring due to high energy prices and supply chain disruptions. Just the beginning. You can quote me on that. Next, from MSN.com, scientists just issued a shockingly bleak warning to humanity. From that report, they say we're facing a massive extinction-level issue that could threaten entire ecosystems. No, not could, not may, not might, is. Here's the unspun truth. If we remain on the current course, near-term planetary omnicide is a mathematical certainty. Climate engineering is radically accelerating this entire scenario. Next, another diary headline that's an incredibly core part in this equation from SevereWeatherEurope.com. Methane explosions strike the frozen ground in Siberia, sparking Wild theories about their origins. About this report, more deception. Trying to walk back facts that are already known. The cause of these methane explosions from tundra and the Arctic seabed is the ongoing and accelerating planetary meltdown, with climate engineering further fueling the overall fire. When the formerly frozen methane deposits reach a thawing point, pressure builds and the methane deposits erupt violently. This gas then migrates into the atmosphere, covering the planet like a heat-trapping layer of glass, more heat builds, more methane eruptions. It's called a positive feedback loop, one of perhaps 50 or more that have already been triggered. For a free vacation to Venus soon enough on the current course, we won't need to go anywhere. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome to learn more. Populations have been programmed to believe that the paradigm they've known is somehow permanent. Such a notion couldn't be further from the truth. Let's press on into the abyss of converging catastrophes, and as I cover as many breaking biosphere collapse reports as I can during the span of this broadcast, consider that all major media completely omits the climate engineering elephant in the equation. This fact is criminal. Next, from multiple sources issued last week, world heading into, quote, uncharted territory of destruction, says Climate Report. This is from the UK Guardian. Here's an excerpt from that report. Governments and businesses failing to change fast enough, says United in Science Report. As weather gets increasingly extreme, despite intensifying warnings in recent years, governments and businesses have not been changing fast enough. According to the United in Science Report published Tuesday of last week, the consequences are already being seen in increasingly extreme weather around the world. And we are in danger, the report states, of provoking, quote, tipping points in the climate system. That will mean more rapid, and in some cases irreversible shifts. Let's stop there for a bit of clarification. As I already covered, perhaps as many as 50 feedback loops, or i.e. tipping points, have already been breached. And as far as irreversible shifts, we passed the point of no return about two decades ago or more. The formerly thriving planet we have known is gone. It's not coming back in any time frame that matters, but that doesn't mean we sit down and give up. We are fighting to preserve any part of the planet's remaining life support system so that some might make it through what's coming. We have an obligation to do so. Life is miraculous beyond all comprehension if we give it a chance. And that's not happening with the climate engineering straitjacket that's completely derailing the planet's life support systems. More from this report. It states the world is failing to adapt to the consequences of the climate crisis. The report continues. The terrifying picture painted by the United in Science report is already a lived reality for millions. They then state this. By the 2050s, more than 1.6 billion people living in 97 cities will be regularly exposed to three-month average temperatures reaching at least 35 degrees C let's stop there on the current trajectory. No one will be here in 2050 or 2040 or likely 2030. I know many will roll their eyes and walk away when they hear that because it simply doesn't fit in their reality. The non-linear nature of what is unfolding Cannot truly be comprehended. I'm not asking anyone to believe me. I never have I'm asking for honest and objective personal investigation, which can only occur by summoning the courage to abandon bias, preconception, and programming. Those that believe this is easily accomplished are mistaken, but it must be done if we're to have any chance of changing course. About climate engineering and crop destruction, the total devastation of Pakistan is a current case in point. 8.3 million acres of crops have been systematically wiped out. 8.3 million by unprecedented deluge. Think about that. Fully 70% of Pakistan's corn and rice crops have been lost. The unprecedented flooding put a third of the country underwater. Mass starvation is already underway and accelerating. Do we see that on U.S. mainstream media? No. We see the constant scripted circus of political idiocy. Consider that Pakistan is one of the nine nuclear-armed nations. Until recently, China and Pakistan were strengthening ties. Question, are China and the U.S. now fighting a proxy weather war in Pakistan? Something to consider. Here's more to consider. As the planet's failing life support systems puts ever more pressure on global power structures, has the former covert climate engineering cooperation between nations behind the curtain now turned into a battlefield in our skies? Whatever the case may be, remember and consider that governments around the globe are also subjecting their own populations to what amounts to all-out weather warfare at this point. The equation we face is complex. There are many layers. Power centers increasingly see opposing nations as a threat. The same power centers see their own populations in a similar light. Populations are beginning to awaken to what their so-called governments, a.k.a. state-sponsored crime syndicates, have done to them without their knowledge or consent. Thus, populations are now a rapidly increasing liability to those in power. What steps should we have long since expected the power brokers to take? What steps have they already taken? You decide. Let's cover a quick rundown on the pandemic. First from USA Today, this. Was the world's COVID response... A massive global failure, they ask. From that report, a Lancet Commission study published Wednesday of last week detailed, quote, massive global failures, in quote, that led to more than 6.9 million reported deaths and ultimately an estimated 17.2 million deaths. Findings include widespread failures in prevention, transparency, basic public health practices, and international cooperation and solidarity. Stop there. Consider this. There was absolutely international cooperation on the entire COVID narrative and the vaccine push between all major global powers. That fact is inarguable. No matter what the international tensions and conflicts are on other fronts, regarding COVID-19, all the global controllers marched in lockstep. What were and are the behind the scenes objectives? That blank isn't hard to fill in when the rapidly unfolding biosphere collapse is added to the equation. The same global powers are all also working together on the climate engineering onslaught. It cannot be otherwise. You cannot just climate engineer over your own country without affecting the entire planet. They are absolutely, positively all working together on these programs. All available data backs up this conclusion. So about the global controller warp speed response to the planet's collapsing life support systems. Are they trying to thin the herd as fast as they can? Why would we think otherwise? For those with the courage to investigate the ever increasing avalanche of COVID vaccine injuries and deaths, search the CDC VAERS, that's Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System website, and the European site for the same statistics from that part of the world called Endura Vigilance. Both sets of statistics are well into the millions, and data indicates that these statistics, as bad as they may seem, may be only 5% or less of the actual numbers due to the fact that reporting such information is highly discouraged in the power structure-owned medical-industrial complex. Moving on from Time magazine, this headline from last week, Why Infectious Disease Outbreaks Are Becoming So Common. Let's ponder that headline for a moment. Time magazine and all other power structure controlled mainstream media sources of mass deception are going to continue every possible effort to convince populations that the rapidly increasing onslaught of pathogenic everything is coming from every imaginable source, except the 400 plus biolabs around the world that do nothing but experiment with these same pathogens. While considering those puzzle pieces, this quick reminder of the following statement from U.S. Presidential Advisor Zbigniew Brzezinski, quote, with today's technology, it is easier to kill a million people than to control them, End quote. More puzzle pieces from the Epoch Times. This, the FDA refuses to provide key COVID-19 vaccine safety analysis. What a surprise. From that report, the U.S. drug regulators are refusing to provide key analysis of a COVID-19 vaccine safety database, claiming that the factual findings cannot be separated by internal discussions protected by law. In a recent response, the FDA Records Office told the Epoch Times that it would not provide any of the analysis, even in redacted form. The agency also pointed to the Code of Federal Regulations, which says that, quote, all communications within the executive branch of the federal government which are in written form or which are subsequently reduced to writing may be withheld from public disclosure. This report then states this. A public safety advocacy official stated The secrecy is unacceptable for an agency that said it is transparent with the public about vaccine safety, which, of course, it isn't. Moving on, while I cover the next headlines, keep in mind that nanotechnology is now a factor in the vaccines. From LifeboatFoundation.com this, nanotechnology is changing the healthcare industry. From that report, one of the most promising applications of our newfound ability to manipulate individual atoms and molecules is in healthcare. Let's add this to that theme. From the Journal of Toxicology, this science report titled Toxicity of Nanoparticles in Biomedical Applications, i.e., Nanotechnology. Here's a few of the toxic effects inflammation in the olfactory bulb promotes ROS formation, increases oxidative stress, inhibits cell proliferation and apoptosis. Next. Increases oxidative stress and decreases the antioxidant capacity of the antioxidant enzymes in frontal cortex and hippocampus. Next, induces oxidative stress, neuroinflammation, genotoxicity, neurotransmitters, deregulation, disrupted signaling pathways, and plasticity of the synapse. Next, neuroinflammation. Apoptosis and immune cell infiltration have been reported as a side effect of exposure to nanoparticles. It causes cognitive dysfunction, impairment, synaptic changes, an increase in oxidative stress, along with microglial function alteration. And let's add this to the equation. It causes dose dependent inflammation, oxidative stress, neuroapoptosis again, and accumulation in the frontal cortex. That all sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? That's because it is bad, and there's more. But I'll stop there. You get the idea. The details, the medical-industrial complex, and the mainstream media weapon of mass deception will never disclose to the public. We now know from hundreds of precipitation tests that nanoparticles of numerous highly toxic elements, including aluminum and graphene, are in our rain. Graphene also can be used for a biological carrier. Keep that in mind. Check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our recent post, nanoparticulate rain, a scientist speaks out. And for the record, what's in the rain is in every breath we take. You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the global alert news hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wiginton, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, GEOengineeringWatch.org, for our YouTube channel posts of this report and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications for our new videos. Likes, comments, and sharing helps to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing global climate engineering operations, titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, help us to more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. Back to the ever-worsening atmospheric spraying onslaught. Will the White House tell us the truth? Does that question even deserve an answer? On this subject, the following headline from last week. From AIP, the American Institute of Physics. This headline. White House seeks input on, quote, climate intervention research plan. I can never get used to this level of insanity. This, let's all just pretend it's not happening propaganda It's not just research. Shockingly visible climate engineering operations have long since been going on and expanding in our skies for over 75 years. And yes, the controllers want us all to pretend that we aren't actually seeing what we're actually seeing in our skies. And sadly, the vast majority are, even now, all too willing to go along. Same theme, new from many mainstream sources. This, could refreezing the north and south poles reverse global warming? report states global warming can be reversed by refreezing the poles, according to new research. They say aircraft would fly over the Arctic and Antarctic spraying particles known as stratospheric aerosol injection, SAI. Again, more pretending that climate engineering operations have not yet been fully deployed, even though they have been ongoing for over 75 years, starting over the polar regions and expanding all along the way. And this new report from the so-called experts pretends that they are just now proposing to deploy the toxic particle-spraying geoengineering jets. At the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, under the Jet Spraying section, anyone with the courage to do so can view film footage of the jet spraying operations up close, with nozzles visible, turning on and off. End of debate. It's happening. We're drowning in a sea of lies, deception, and unbridled insanity, and nearly the whole of the so-called science community is fueling it as much or more than any segment of so-called society. Of course, climate engineering is ongoing. Only the willfully blind can't see it. The mental and moral meltdown of the military, industrial, societal masses in their perpetual pursuit of material gain, meaningless entertainment, And personal pleasure, with virtually no regard for the web of life on which all of our lives completely depend, has delivered us to this desperate and dark place. From birth, populations have been taught and trained to worship the so called experts, the power structure bought and paid for kind. Trust the science, we are told. Question How's that working out so far? When I trek through the now dying, and deathly silent forests around my off grid home in Northern California, gazing at the hazy, often grid pattern filled, filthy skies, a silent controlled rage courses through my veins, and when I consider the fate of countless life forms that once thrived amongst the towering trees, the silent sentient beings that have always been my guardians. When I slept on mountain tops or near the banks of rivers and streams, when they are all dead. We will follow. A final note on the Arctic. The weather terrorists aren't just spraying highly toxic nanoparticles into the skies. They are dumping vast quantities of chemical ice-nucleating elements under the Arctic sea surface. Please search this report headline, geoengineeringwatch.org, titled, What are the Climate Engineers Doing in the Arctic? Astounding Images and Dead Scientists. This report contains shocking satellite imagery revealing sea surface chemical ice nucleation operations. Moving on, more delusion and deception from the so-called science community, the one that the money printers completely control from BBC. Switching to renewable energy could save trillions, study says. Researchers say that going green now makes economic sense. Researchers say, again, what researchers? The ones paid for by the money printers to propagate the total delusion that more technology is going to save us from what technology has already done to us? Technology like the ongoing sun-blocking climate engineering insanity that's radically reducing solar power, hydropower, and wind power. Not to mention derailing the planet's life support systems and completely contaminating absolutely everything. Our air, our rain, our soils, i.e. us. About the diminishing wind power, consider this report from last week from numerous sources. Global stilling. Is climate change slowing the world's wind? Question mark. This is from multiple sources. Last year, the report states, from summer into fall, much of Europe experienced what's known as a wind drought. Let's think about that. Now we have all these new terms. Have you ever heard of a wind drought before? Now we have flash drought. We have high-pressure heat domes. We have a dozen and a half new-named clouds that apparently nobody ever noticed before climate engineering started. And of course, why would they without climate engineering? Total insanity, so-called science community. The report continues, wind speeds in many places slowed about 15% below the annual average. And in other places, the drop was even more pronounced. Now, understand, that percentage of drop in wind speed has an exponential effect on wind turbine power production. I'll get to that in a moment. But first, this. A slowing in surface wind speeds could disrupt the Gulf Stream, contributing to drought and more intense winter storms. Again, total omission of the climate engineering factor, which is the largest core factor in this equation by far. They continue. A stilling or an increase in winds could have serious repercussions for both the human and non-human world. Wind affects plant growth, reproduction, distribution, death and ultimately plant evolution footnote summary from every conceivable direction climate engineering is wreaking havoc on the entire web of life let's continue with the report it states global stealing if it happens and it we'll have a massive impact on alternative energy production a 10% drop in wind does not mean a 10% drop in energy consider that wind turbines are inefficient to begin with when there's a 10% drop in wind speeds that results in a 30 percent decline in power production that's catastrophic at this point and wind turbines don't last that long high maintenance machine the massive turbine blades are not recyclable and they are filling up landfills unless of course you want to make those blades out of a resin that a group of so-called scientists said they could then turn into gummy bears. And for those that didn't hear this broadcast coverage from about two weeks ago, I believe, yes, that's what a group of so-called scientists said they could do. Make the turbines out of a resin that could be processed in an industrial facility that could allow them to then make gummy bears out of the wind turbine blades. Would you eat those gummy bears? I wouldn't. Final excerpt from this report, natural gas prices, in Europe, rose more than 450% during last year's European windstilling event. I know this firsthand. I have three wind turbines on the top of my mountain in Northern California that are virtually dysfunctional at this point. The wind blows a small fraction of the time that it did many years ago. And yes, there are massive wind events happening. You have to think in an overall context. Perhaps you've been in some wind cataclysmic weather event, but that's not indicative of what's happening on the entire planet. You have to think in terms of the entire planet. Many people in the eastern U.S., the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world for 10 years in a row, can't get their arms around what's happening in the rest of the world, and that's not an accident. Climate engineers have, with great intent, kept the conditions in the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 states They've kept the weather in a much more palatable form, aside from the occasional thousand-year floods, but they've kept it cooler to keep the most populated portion of the U.S. oblivious to the planetary meltdown that's unfolding. Again, further fueled overall by climate intervention operations short-term highly toxic surface cooldowns at the cost of an even worse overall warming and back to a final summary on what climate engineering does to all three primary forms of alternative energy wind solar and hydro diminishes all three forms blocks the sun and by covering the skies it affects convection which affects wind which affects turbine production and these particles and the radio frequency microwave transmissions Wherever the climate engineers intend to cut off precipitation, they do so, and that radically affects hydropower production. Bouncing back to those toxic atmospheric nanoparticles that we're inhaling with every breath we take. This headline from last week Air pollution can cause lung cancer in non smokers, a new study finds from interestingengineering.com. A new system has been identified through which tiny pollutant particles present in the air may cause lung cancer in people who have never even touched a cigarette, according to a press report released last week by the European Society for Medical Oncology. The same particles in the air are exacerbating climate change and directly impacting human health via an import and previously overlooked cancer-causing mechanism in lung cells. Question, is it plausible to believe that... All the so-called public protection agencies, air quality testing agencies, just didn't know about this. As I've stated in many broadcasts, these agencies are systematically hiding the most toxic particles of all. They don't even test for them. They don't look for them. The testing mechanisms are not designed to find them. We're talking about particles that are exponentially smaller than anything that any official testing agency looks for or discloses. Any that exercising and physically training outdoors is healthy. Think again. With increasingly rare exceptions, our breathable air column is packed with a plethora of highly toxic elements. I've long since done almost all of my physical training indoors, and I live in the middle of a formerly thriving wilderness. Here's another example headline. There are numerous others like it from many parts of the country and countless media sources. Air quality warning as Oregon wildfire grows. Is wildfire smoke bad? Of course, any airborne particulate is bad to inhale. There are other elements in the smoke. Of course, we have structure fires that become intermingled with the smoke particles. But what else is there in this equation? On the geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, we filmed climate engineering, jet spraying aircraft, blanket spraying over the Paradise Fire smoke canopy. Why were they doing that? It is blatant spraying. This video should be seen by all. Those particles settle down through the smoke canopy. The combination of all these various types of atmospheric airborne elements is certainly of grave concern. About the weather in the U.S. West, temperature whiplash after yet another summer of hellishly hot and dry conditions. A splash of rain has suddenly been scheduled. If what is coming compares with the climate modification trend that has been established in recent years, the rain will come late and less than originally scheduled. About temperatures in the forests of my part of Shasta County, California, if the scheduled temperatures do in fact occur for tomorrow, the daytime highs may be as much as 50 degrees lower than a week earlier. This is not nature. Various forms of climate intervention for various agendas and objectives are the core causal factor in this equation. From a summer of consistent ionosphere heater induced heat domes to a bit of incoming moisture that's being allowed, which is bombarded with toxic climate engineering particles like chemical ice nucleating elements, these are patented processes, the cold, dense layer of air descends to the surface and the short term toxic cool down arrives. Welcome to Engineered Earth. Many of the incinerated burn zones in the U.S. West then face water contamination issues. But technology will fix it, right? How's that going for our drinking water? Last week from cleanwaternews.com, this, Americans are now drinking bio sludge water recycled from raw human sewage. That doesn't sound good. The report states, some states have already legalized a water recycling method known as direct potable reuse, that's DPR, the report then states, quote, people need to change their minds. They need to forget where their water comes from. Really? Here's more from the report. California to implement DPR systems soon. This is going to be the future of L.A.'s water, the report says. The future of the state's water supply. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti said that by 2035, 100% of the wastewater in L.A. will be recycled right back through the Angelinos' taps. Don't worry about that. If the human race remains on the current course, by 2035, the planet will be unrecognizable. Further, there won't be anybody here to recognize it. You can quote me on that. Next report from last week from the Weather Channel. Weather-related power outages up by a shocking 78%, just the beginning. Next headline from last week, multiple sources, kiss the Amazon goodbye. Short answer, yes. It's just a matter of time. The loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute policies of power structures are sealing our collective fate at blinding speed, and the vast majority of populations are, so far, all too willing to go along for the ride. Forests that aren't being cut down are being systematically dried out and incinerated. Climate intervention operations are at the core of that equation. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda to learn more. On the same theme from aljazeera.com, From last week, Nothing left to burn. Wildfires blaze through the Arctic. From that report, Fires engulfing boreal forests and tundra are releasing vast amounts of greenhouse gases from the carbon-rich organic soil. More, same theme. This headline, Arctic methane release worse than formerly believed. Another headline last week, same theme. Tropical wetlands emit more methane than previously thought. Again, If geoengineeringwatch.org knew for the last decade and a half that this was occurring, that it was far worse than anything that any official source was reporting, these so-called science sources that are now admitting to it, not because they want to tell the truth, but because it can no longer be hidden. Keep that in mind. Another headline last week. Study shows unprecedented changes to world's rivers. What kinds of changes? They're superheating drying out. Others are being deluged. Climate engineering is inseparable from the equation. Next headline last week, multiple sources, lake ice melting eight days earlier on average study finds. That is a radical underreporting of how bad it is. It is much more than eight days. In fact, let's take the mountains in Northern California that I can see from my mountaintop, Mount Lassen and Mount Shasta. When I moved here for the first 15 years I lived here I could always see substantial snow on both of those mountains all summer long back into the winter months Now there is virtually nothing on either mountain Mount Shasta and Mount Lassen Mount Shasta is 14,500 feet high There is nothing on it that I can see from my location and we have a substantial span to go before More snow will likely hit although they have an engineered event coming in Tomorrow, we'll see. They'll likely nucleate something on those mountains so they don't stick out so much from those that remember they used to have snow on them all year long. Next headline from last week. Same theme from Yahoo News. Mountain, glacier, in Chile's Patagonia collapses. Glaciers are collapsing in both hemispheres. This next headline report from last week is an ongoing and rapidly developing scenario. Here's the headline. What will actually happen when the so-called doomsday glacier disintegrates, question mark, Small excerpt from that report. The results will be cataclysmic, but they won't be apocalyptic. Is that supposed to be reassuring? Stay tuned for more. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 371, September 17th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, San Bernardino, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, and now in North Carolina. GeoengineeringWatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or global alert news or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on YouTube. Please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience and about reaching those that still aren't looking up. Geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high-quality printed materials, and just added climate engineering conversation starters are new geoengineeringwatch.org shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue, and that's how you plant a seed of awareness. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as-of-yet-uninformed to start looking up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military personnel to what they are participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. And this footnote, if you want to share a picture with a geoengineering our t-shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, etc., please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is coming for our materials page. Such photos encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. The Geoengineering Watch walking billboard shirt front and back can fire up a conversation very quickly. Moving on, more headlines. No Atlantic storms have made landfall in months. That's from Forbes. That's under the category of hurricane manipulation. Please search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricanes. Learn more. This is not speculation. U.S. military hurricane manipulation operations were first commenced in 1947 with Project Cirrus. Next headline, multiple sources. Are we missing a crucial component of sea level rise? Answer is yes. Not missing, but not reported until now. But now they can't hide it any longer. And they're talking about seabed thaw. It's not just melting from above, melting from below. When the buttress of the glacier connected to the seabed that's holding it from sliding into the sea, when that melts, glaciers begin to slide very quickly. Land-based ice, that's what raises sea levels. Next headline, a new study. Four major climate tipping points close to triggering, it says report states, even if the world somehow manages to limit future warming to the strictest international temperature goal, four Earth-changing climate tipping points are still likely to be triggered with a lot more looming as the planet heats more after that. This is from a new study that said, quote, it's still bequeathing an entirely different planet to our descendants. So much deception in this report. There's not four tipping points that Maybe close to triggering. There's about 50 that have been triggered right now. But the goal of the power structure is to pacify populations until the brutal, bitter end by pretending that impact is still a ways off into the horizon. And even if it was true, would that excuse us from doing nothing right now, from just going along with the party until there's nothing left like so many are doing? That wouldn't excuse us. No. No. But the fact of the matter is, mathematically, statistically, impact is unimaginably close. And here's the wild card beyond that. As power structures realize they can't hide the severity and immediacy of what's unfolding, they will play very big cards. That can happen overnight, any night, from this point on. Keep that in mind. Backtracking a bit to this headline, but it needs an explanation. K unleashes nearly a year's worth of rain and flash flooding in Southern California. They really sensationalized this event. The report states, after bringing deadly impacts to Mexico as a hurricane, the storm lost wind intensity while pounding the Golden State, and it came close enough as a Pacific tropical storm to make the history books. They say Tropical Storm K delivered nearly a year's worth of rain across Southern California, shattering daily rainfall records in San Diego. Listen to this. Of just over A half an inch of rain. Does that really sound like being pounded with rain? And people in other parts of the country think California must be in better shape now, right? With a half an inch of rain, and that's being pounded as if this is some kind of massive weather event. We know from many people in the area that this storm was heavily aerosolized, and the rain that was forecast didn't happen. And they then play up amounts of rain like this, just over half an inch, But this is notable also. In front of this incoming weather system, temperatures in Los Angeles rose substantially to 102 degrees Fahrenheit with completely cloud-covered skies, breaking the old record of 96 degrees Fahrenheit set all the way back in 1986. Many from that region messaged geonengineeringwatch.org to state these conditions were unlike anything they had ever seen. The spike in heat as it was supposed to be raining that's not normal. We can only speculate the degree to which they are treating our atmosphere like a physics lab at this point, doing whatever they want because they can, because people are walking around with their iPhones and other distractions, and they refuse to look up and take note of the atrocities that are happening in our skies. Next headline from last week. Rising temperatures break more than 1,300 records in the U.S. amid severe heat wave. Daily, monthly, and all-time records fell as the country endured another brutal week of heat. Keep in mind that 1,300 records, if it was a Cold event, an engineered cool down event, they would have taken 10 times more temperature records because they want to make it look like it's colder than it is. The planet's in total meltdown. This is not about Al Gore. It's not about environmental groups, all of which are behaving with unimaginable hypocrisy. They're bought and sold and paid for by the power structure with their 501c3 nonprofits. But that doesn't change what's happening. And people on all sides of the fence need to get past their ideology, look at the front line temperatures, meltdowns, wildfires, ocean temperatures, oceans dying, marine heat waves, i will get to that in a moment, climate engineering making all of it worse, not better, by hamstringing the planet's ability to respond to the damage already done. And about the unprecedented heat, one more excerpt from this report, quote, the intensity of this heat wave was unrivaled as daily, monthly, and even all-time heat records were shattered. Sacramento, California, for example, shattered the former heat record by 20 degrees. 20 degrees. Think about that. Next, from NBC News, an intense marine heat wave is setting ocean temperature records in the North Atlantic. From that report, as climate change causes the pace of warming to accelerate, scientists are concerned about the potential consequences for marine ecosystems, sea level rise, and extreme weather. Wait, they're concerned about the consequences? We've already lost 95% of the formerly miraculous kelp forest ecosystems along the US west coast and all around the southern end of Australia massive ecosystems far bigger than the great barrier reef gone 95% and they're concerned that something bad might happen i first began diving in the kelp forests of the channel islands when i was 14 years old 1974 and they were so unimaginably miraculous and i can't express The degree of pain, I feel, that they are gone. And we have so many pretending that there's nothing wrong. That we're going to, quote, make America great again by electing some official that's bought, sold, and paid for already. I don't care which side of the political fence they're on. Doesn't matter. It's all a circus of idiocy. While the planet's life support systems collapse from every conceivable direction. Moving on, from NewScientist.com, the heat and drought in Europe will lead to a huge wave of tree deaths. report states, even though rain has returned to some parts of Europe, the severe heat and drought this summer will likely kill many trees over the next two or three years. There's also that problem of the contamination in the rain, starting with aluminum, that kills soil microbiome, that affects root systems, causing them to shut down nutrient uptake, which causes the trees to die a slow, protracted death. There's the disintegrating ozone layer that's frying the trees from the top down. There are so many aspects that the so-called climate science community won't touch because their paychecks and pensions depend on them not saying a word. They need to band together, find some courage, stand up, tell the truth, while it can still make a difference. Next headline from last week. This one from sciencealert.com. Same theme. Scientists studying earth's trees issue a stark warning To humanity. What's the overall summary of this report? Simple. If the trees die, we die. A message that geoengineeringwatch.org has tried to trumpet for a decade and a half. Why is the so-called science community just now acknowledging this fundamental fact? Because it can no longer be hidden. Next from Fox News, Denver. Denver Ready gives free bug out bags away as part of National Preparedness Month. They say, our office please bug-out bags will help residents increase their emergency preparedness, which will improve people's overall resilience should they encounter an emergency or disaster. That's the Denver Office of Emergency Management again. That's the Executive Director, Matthew Mueller. We're running out of time in this radio hour, as covered at the start of this broadcast, what will actually happen when the so-called Doomsday Glacier disintegrates? The term Doomsday Glacier, the nickname given to the Thwaites Glacier in Antarctica, may be coming soon. But what will that day actually be like? The Thwaites Glacier in Antarctica may be closer to a major disintegration event than previously thought. How many times do we hear that theme? The report states Thwaites is likely to hit a critical point that scientists fear and will then fully disintegrate. The results will be cataclysmic, but they say not apocalyptic. Wow, what a relief for coastal dwellers. Just cataclysmic but not apocalyptic. And for the record, this glacier is only the beginning. And it only takes a foot or two to inundate countless coastal regions around the globe. Miami already spending a billion dollars a year trying to keep their streets pumped out. Many low-lying islands already done. Those residents have had to move far away from the coast because the shorelines are done. For those that don't know that, please don't believe me. Please investigate. For the record, all the focus on the Thwaites Glacier again has eclipsed the many other glaciers that are well on their way to sliding into the sea. It's not a matter of if, but when. And the when part is far closer than almost any dare imagine, or certainly that any official agency is willing to admit to. Here's a summary of just how much sea level will eventually rise when the land based ice melts. Greenland contains twenty-one to twenty four feet of sea level rise. Antarctica about 197 feet of sea level rise. The rest of the world's glaciers, about 10 feet. It won't happen overnight, but it's unfolding far faster than any previous worst-case prediction. The equation is far beyond exponential and is accelerating by the day. The collapse of the ozone layer, the functional collapse of the ozone layer on the current trajectory will determine our collective fate far sooner than the sea level rise event, what the power structure will likely do when they can't mask the severity and immediacy of what's unfolding from populations, the cards they will likely play is the most imminent threat of all. The current Earth changes are occurring at a minimum hundreds of times faster than at any point in Earth's 4.5 billion year lifespan. Keep that in mind. We, all of us, each of us, are now in completely uncharted territory. Man's attempt to manipulate the climate system with highly toxic materials and highly destructive radio frequency microwave transmissions has greatly accelerated the rate of biosphere collapse that has long since been unfolding due to countless forms of environmentally devastating human activity. If the intentional interference in the planet's climate system is not exposed and halted. Mathematically and statistically, there is no chance for the long-term survival of our species, or any other life form for that matter. And in fact, if we remain in the current course, the time frame we are on is unimaginably short. So, back to the eventual potential sea level rise of 230 feet or more. Not to worry. If the human race remains on the current course, we will all be long gone far before the already triggered runaway climate collapse has melted every last crystal of ice on the planet. What comes next? Venus syndrome. Want to know more about that? Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus syndrome. To those that are motivated to do everything in their power to alter our current course, I, of course, feel the same, and that effort will take all of us. See the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn what you can do to help move this fight forward. How many have ever taken the time to even consider this question? What price has the planet paid for the so-called American dream? Not a comfortable theme for many. Then how about this? First, last week, Biden stated that he is going to, quote, rebuild an even better America, end quote. With that in mind, I ask this question. How many countries has the U.S. military invaded to prop up the so-called American dream? Even now, with the tidal wave of total collapse looming over our collective heads, how many Americans are still completely caught up in scripted politics and rigged sports events while untold millions in other parts of the world are simply trying to survive another day? How many Americans care about that? So much of the material wealth In this country came from, and still does, the sweat, blood, and tears of the oppressed in far-off parts of the world. It's always been so, and it is, of course, not just America. There are numerous empires around the world, all behaving in the same manner. But consider that the country with the military that is larger than the next ten biggest militaries combined is doing the most looting, plundering, pillaging, and polluting, all in the name of freedom and democracy, a.k.a. empire. Is this the America that we 're going to quote make great again? Does that mean it was truly great before? Perhaps back when America was a slave nation, or when the Native Americans, including my Choctaw ancestors, were being wiped out along with the buffalo, or perhaps many are referring to a more recent century of American history when the u s military invaded and or occupied almost a hundred nations in as many years in pursuit of resources. For the empire, is that the shining beacon of benevolence that we're told and taught to worship? And when I state such facts, no matter how historically accurate and inarguable, I know that I can expect blowback from the blind flag wavers who tell me, quote, if you don't like it, leave, end quote. What a truly pitiful and pathetic response. Is that freedom? Is that democracy? Is that the free speech that the blind flag wavers are so defensive of free speech? So long as you don't say anything that challenges their delusions about what this country has done around the world that the vast majority of Americans know nothing about. And again, so there's no confusion. Of course, I recognize that many other governments have carried out unimaginable atrocities and always have. But here's my question. How and why does that excuse what has been done in our names as Americans? And my great ancestor, Mingo Mishulatubi, a Choctaw chief, experienced firsthand what I have just described. Consider the following inarguable nugget of wisdom from Native American Chief Seattle, who said, All things share the same breath. The beast, the tree, the man, the air, shares its spirit with all the life it supports. From Chief Quatsinus of the Noxoc, this... We must protect the forest for our children, grandchildren, and children yet to be born. We must protect the forest for those who can't speak for themselves, such as the birds, animals, fish, and trees. The indigenous understood our war against nature is a war against ourselves. If the human race remains on the current course, we will not reach the end of this decade or sooner still. Not an opinion, mathematical, trajectory question how can so many so willingly participate in their own demise and that of their children when a mass psychosis occurs the results are devastating Carl Jung studied this phenomenon thoroughly and wrote that the individuals who make up the infected society become quote morally and spiritually inferior they sink unconsciously to an inferior intellectual level they become more unreasonable irresponsible emotional erratic unreliable and worse Crimes the individual alone could never stand for are freely committed by the group. Do we not bear witness daily to an epidemic of societal insanity? Witness to the path by which entire populations become mentally ill, and they're considered normal, while the few who have summoned the courage to see through the insanity are scorned and considered outsiders and outcasts. We're almost out of time, literally, and even now, the vast majority have not even awakened to what's unfolding, let alone summon the courage to face the darkening horizon, and do what they can to help turn the tide. Solace can only be found on the inside, in doing what is right because it's right, nothing more. So many require the promise of what they perceive as a happy ending before they will lift a finger to do their individual part to turn the tide. Inner peace comes by conducting, and at times enduring, life in a manner that makes you unafraid to meet your Maker at any given moment, what do we want to be found doing when we take our last breaths sitting and doing nothing or fully engaged in the battle to expose and halt the malignant cancer of insanity that has long since metastasized throughout our so-called military industrialized societies what will each of us choose to do with the time we have been given if we stand together we can we must move this fight forward reaching a critical mass of awareness and awakening is the first and most essential leap we can make in the right direction. Share credible data from a credible source. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details about how you can help to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. Until next week, stay strong. Never yield to the insanity, ever. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.